How's it going, Jess? Going well. Thank you for uh, taking the time to to be on my my web series here called Breaking Bread. For those who don't know and who haven't had the pleasure of meeting Jess, uh, she's a sports partner manager over at YouTube Sports and uh, a Michigan, a proud, proud Michigan alum. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, really, really looking forward to you guys listening to our conversation here. Uh, So let's kick it off with, uh, you know, you were born and raised in, in Cleveland. But where did the swag come from? I know it's not a Midwest thing. And, and you know, what was it like, you know, growing up in, in Cleveland as well? Yeah, well, I'll start out by saying Cleveland can make some cool people. So don't <laughs> don't shed darkness on my city. There's not a lot that happens in Cleveland. So you kind of have to you have to have a fun personality. Otherwise, you'll just be bored all the time. Makes sense, um, but makes no, sense. more seriously, though, honestly, I think my parents have a lot to do with it my parents are very open and just like want us to, to have wanted us to have as many experiences as possible with different kinds of people different situations and I think as I've been able to age and have different experiences and meet people with different minds different thoughts different backgrounds yeah. it just opens yourself to all these cool experiences which then in, in return have an effect on me and whoever so I think it starts with how my parents lived their life and how they encouraged us to live ours. That's dope. And you said us, uh, so you have siblings as well? Oh yeah, I'm one of five. One I'm, of five. I've got a big family. Mm-hmm. Y'all had a start in five, that's dope. Are you the, are you, are you the youngest, oldest or? Oh no, I'm classic middle child to the bone. <laughs> what does a classic got- middle child mean? <laughs> uh, uh, it means that I hate being alone. I do not, I need plans all the time because I was surrounded by people my whole life and I'm constantly seeking validation because my parents had too many people to think about so they (laughs) they forgot about me often in a loving way but they did (laughs) well the validation is here you're at YouTube and you know I know you're gonna be headed to to Spotify here in a few weeks so like yeah you're you're fire man you got it oh Um, thanks I gotta ask you know you know so you grew up in Cleveland and then like why why Michigan? Why not, I guess, Ohio State or somewhere else? It's a common question. Um, well, Cleveland's actually equidistant between Columbus and Ann Arbor. So yes, we have Ohio State rooted in our blood, but um, they're not. They're both pretty close to home. And I wanted to be away from home, but enough of a driving distance that it was easy to get into a car. I was really hoping for like the Big Ten or some sort of sports atmosphere atmosphere of a school. And academically, I think Michigan had what I was looking for and what I wanted to build in terms of like skill sets, knowledge. And then my older brother also went to Michigan. So that also opened the door for me to think about it. Um, And then I visited, I fell in love and the rest is history. That's what's up. Go blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and what have you, what were you able to like tap into while you were at Michigan? Oh yeah, a lot of different things. So I um, I did, I was one of those acapella students. I did acapella. <laughs> what? Let me find yeah. out. No, no, no Googling, no searching <laughs> is not allowed. Um, I did acapella. I did, I was involved in the Jewish community there. So I did some stuff with the, the Hillel and some of the other groups. Um, I studied organizational studies, which was like a smaller cohort. So I got to get involved with some people there. Uh, and I went to as many sporting events as I possibly could, because what better time to do that than as a student at Michigan? 
Yeah. And it seems like from our conversations, you have like a strong passion for sports. Was this like because you played sports growing up or Michigan or where did that come about? Yeah, I, this ties back to how I first started with Cleveland. Like, there's just not a lot going on. So there's certain things that you have to like. Otherwise, your life's going to be really boring. Um, no, <laughs> no um, I, I realize I'm talking negatively about Cleveland, but I love that city so much. This is only in a positive way. But Real, real, um, Cleveland, real Cleveland people realize. They understand. Yeah, yeah they get it. So I, you just grow up being around people that love sports in Cleveland and there's not a lot of success. So you're kind of bonded by um, the pain that we all go through. And it's just, in, it's in our blood to like sports. So I started really from a young age. My, my parents were both, you know, sports fans to a certain degree. And my dad would go to a bunch of games and he would take us. Um, and then we started playing sports, not successfully, but I, I played a bunch of sports um, growing up. <laughs> <laughs> tennis was probably my best, but but never truly successful. Um, and then I played some basketball. I played lacrosse. I did all the different things and then just loved the camaraderie of sports. I loved what it brought to my life. And I loved what it brought just watching other, other sports succeed. So started at a young age and then it kind of just carried through. And I think the real pivotal moment was we can talk about this later too, because you'll probably ask about it. But when I was working in HR, there were certain qualities about the role that I really liked, but then there were certain things that just weren't my passion or my hobbies to, you know, talk about someone's compensation or figure out benefits. Like that wasn't what I was researching all the time. And at that moment, I thought, well, is there a way that I could take some of the things I like in this role, but have it be in a field that I'm, I just love in and out of work that I want to be doing, spending my whole day in. So I thought about like entertainment, sports, like, is there a way where that could happen? And that kind of opened my eyes to a world in which I could actually work in sports. That's fire. That's fire. Yeah. And, and, and kind of jump into that. Like you have a really interesting path uh, to YouTube sports. I saw you worked at like a startup called Sport mm-hmm. Talk. Then you did human capital at EY. Um, I did some HR at Google as well. And then you made this crazy pivot into sports tech. So can you kind of dive deeper a little bit into like what brought about that path and like, how'd you go about doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the sports talk one was an internship that was actually very random. I just okay. knew, I forgot how I got connected to them. It was someone who was a Michigan alum and I needed something to do. They at the time were a music company. So they shifted into sports later. Um, so the time that I worked with them, I was doing a little bit of just intern support for both their music and their sports stuff. But um, after that, in, in college, I, I kind of was unsure about what I wanted to do. I was studying a lot of different things in organizational psychology, you kind of learn about all facets of a business. And so I took that to HR consulting right out of school. There was, that was a pretty common path from my major. And I started there. Um, consulting's not for me and my, my lifestyle, but I, I learned a ton and it was a really great first year into the working world because they teach you so many skills at a job like that. But I soon learned I needed something a little bit more stable and I wanted to see if I could potentially take my HR consulting, but do it internally for a company and see how I felt about that. And as I was thinking through that, I was thinking about 
how could I t do internal HR at not just a normal company, but a company that's, you know, making innovative changes, thinking more progressively, isn't necessarily rooted in deep hierarchy. Um, and that took me to obviously the Googles and the tech companies of the world and thinking about that. And luckily I was able to then start doing internal HR business partner work at Google for about a year and a half. And I, I alluded to this earlier, I did it, I, it's probably like the most I've learned in that year and a half as a young 20 year old in, in a pretty pretty cool experience. Yeah. Um, but what I learned most prominently what was the skills I really enjoyed with partnerships and providing su client support and having to navigate through different questions that you don't necessarily know the answers and get people connected to the right teams or the right resources. And I did that in HR, but then I wanted to figure out how to do that in a field that I was more passionate about personally. Okay. So that took me over to YouTube, which at first I just did general entertainment and I worked um, in partnerships. So that same sort of client service, getting people answers across all different entertainment verticals. And then after talking enough to my managers and my teammates, they probably wanted to kill me. Uh, I, I was allowed to have a sports portfolio. Finally, they let me um, work with some of our sports creators at first, and then eventually was able to get more into sports media companies and a little bit more digital content and um, uh, strategic relationships and partnerships with some of our, our sports partners at YouTube. So roundabout, but there's some commonalities across all the roles. No, that's awesome. And I, I have to like, for anybody who's trying to like pivot in their company, like how did you go about having those conversations and being able to pivot from like, again, from like doing like human resources to then mm -hmm. the sports, like that's one of like the coolest gigs <laughs> in sports tech. Um, how how yeah. did you go about that? Yeah, I think for me, what's been really helpful is understanding what skill sets are um, are important in all the roles and where, where they overlap. Because a lot of what people do, regardless of the vertical or the industry that you're in, there are really similar skill sets that you need to be good at or that you need to develop. And understanding how what I did with in HR was pretty similar to what I do now, just in a different field, really helped me have conversations, understand what I was looking for, and then market myself in a way that was desirable for what, whoever the hiring manager was at that next role. Um, so it seems like a big pivot, but if you think about it, what I was doing as a junior HRBP was partnerships for employees. I was helping them figure out what they needed to do to succeed as an employee in a different field. And that translates pretty well to partnerships at YouTube. It's just learning. Now I had to learn about YouTube, the platform, all these other things, and just use the skills I'd already developed to be smarter in a, in a new space. That's awesome. I, I wish I met you uh, a few <laughs> years ago because, you know, you always uh, look at these positions you're trying to apply for. They're like five years or 10 years of experience uh, in this. Yeah. And you're always thinking, I don't have that experience. But then the more and more you realize that you're like, actually, you do. You just need to like, be able to frame it in a different way. So um, that's yeah, really cool. It, it, that, that part's really tough. And that's, I, I don't want to like <laughs> trivialize that because I think that can be really hard to get past. It, it did help that Google and YouTube are internal. And so I was able to have conversations with people before roles even opened up just to understand what was going on. I think that that also really helped. Um, so it's a little bit of luck 
it's a little bit of doing your homework and being motivated and, and understanding like where the overlap is, but yeah. No, you, you shot, you, you shot your shot. So uh, <laughs> I I'm, shot my shot. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So as like a, a sports partner manager, like what does partnerships really look like at a sports tech company? So, yeah, I can speak to the experience at YouTube specifically. Yeah. Um, essentially, what we do is we have a portfolio of different sports companies, creators, athletes, depending on where you fall. Uh, and our goal is to help them grow and develop their audience and continue to succeed on YouTube. And so that's a really broad answer, but we can really do anything that helps to that end goal. So part of it is understanding their channel and looking at channel analytics and data to help them strategize on series that are working or audience demos that they should be targeting. Thinking about thumbnails and titles and how to have those be a little bit more effective to bring higher clicks on their videos. Um, using community features to build personalities across their brands and with their fans so that there's more consistency in the viewership. So there's a lot of different tactics to take just from the content, the organic content standpoint. But then on top of that, it's thinking about ways beyond just their content to help them succeed. So whether that's brand partnerships, collaborations, marketing support, um, helping them from a technical standpoint, if they're having monetization issues or operation challenges and they need to talk to someone who's a specialist on our team or thinking about live streaming there's there's just so many buckets that um, these partners need to be thinking about to be successful on youtube and so we're the point person to get them where they need to go really in any facet that's awesome that's awesome um yeah youtube is yeah for those of you who know sports uh, youtube sports team is one of the most highly coveted uh, <laughs> sports tech gigs um and your your client list is, is dope. I won't reveal them all, but I know it's it. You have a cool cool portfolio, and um, again, I appreciate you sharing a little bit of like what it looks like. So, like, yeah. what, what what was like the the coolest project you're able to share that you worked on? Well, that's a tough one. I there's so many that are near and dear to my heart. Um, I can speak to one that's happening right now though, which is most people who are listening to this are probably somewhat aware that there are now MLB live streams on YouTube, just a, a set of games. I think we got 21 this year um, that are exclusively live streaming on YouTube. They're called MLB Game of the Week. It's been a, a long partnership that's driven by so many people beyond me. I, I do very little in that actual partnership, but it's been a really successful cross-functional cross project that is... Um, there's actually a game that that just ended streaming right now. You should check it out. This is a plug for MLB Game of the Week <laughs> on YouTube. You should plug watch it. Um, but my the the way that I kind of fit into that larger project is we have a creator live chat that happens in these streams. And the reason for that is we really want to create a YouTube experience for these MLB games, even though they're traditionally a baseball game with on-air broadcasters and in the same way that you would watch on your cable mm -hmm. we wanted to put in different layers that brought more youtube -y feel to the live stream and so part of that is having some of our top performing or, or not necessarily top performing but some of our higher engaging baseball creators participate in a live chat as the games are happening and provide feedback insights commentary jokes uh, it's almost like just having a feed a live feed of really knowledgeable and passionate baseball fans 
commenting as the games are happening. Um, so I've been able to help out with that streamline, uh, that work streamline during these MLB streams and make sure that we're giving our creators love who are participating, we're giving our viewers a YouTube experience and um, do something a little bit different and innovative on these MLB live streams. And it's been really fun to work on. Uh, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but it, it's opened my eyes to a lot of uh, really cool things about the sport and how, how passionate different people are about the sport. And yeah, for me, it's been really, really um, a great experience and one that I'll, I'll cherish forever probably. That's really cool. Um, I'm not I'm not the biggest baseball fan, at least not until about like <laughs> September, like August, September. I, I can't follow for that many games, yeah. uh, but I'm I'm a big Yankees fan. Um, so I will check out to see if any of those games are on YouTube live. Absolutely. And uh, I love the integration you guys did with the, the NBA bubble as well. So you guys are definitely in the right places and the right spaces for sure. Yeah. And we just announced, I mean, this is a Google thing, but this is one that I've been I was I had no part in, but seeing it just as a Googler, I, I loved. We announced a, a partnership with the WNBA oh. and what they're doing. And it was, I think, just announced yesterday. So everyone should check that out because that makes me so happy that Google is helping just raise um, that, the WNBA voice and give them a platform and continue to help them grow, which they're doing already in incredible rates. Um, so I'm really excited about that one, too. I love watching some WNBA games too. So I'm, I'm happy to Same. hear that. Happy to hear that. That's <laughs> I had no part in it. I will just say that I did not work on it, but I'm sure. just saying, I'm positive. <laughs> I'm just saying as a Google employee, it made me really happy to see. That's fire. That's fire. Mm -hmm. So you've talked a little bit about the good stuff about your career, but would love to know, like, was there like a, what was like your most pivotal setback or, or maybe a comeback in your career thus far? Yeah, that's a tough one because I think there's a lot of like smaller things that happen throughout that um, I could speak to. But if I'm thinking of one of the more substantial moments, um, I think it probably comes back to a, at a young stage in my life where I was a junior in college or a senior in college and I was applying to different roles. And right off the bat, I, I did want to try HR at Google even before consulting. And I had applied to Google's HR rotational program. And I made it to first interview rounds and then kind of bombed the first interview and didn't get past it. Um, and the recruiter called me and was like, it's not gonna work out, but stay in touch. Like all the things that they normally say, but I really took it to heart. I was like, she told me to stay in touch. I'm gonna stay in touch. <laughs> so I didn't get that and I was devastated. And then that's what ended up um, forcing me, I guess, to take the consulting route and try that out for a year. Mm -hmm. And once I realized consulting wasn't for me, I, I thought about getting back in touch with the recruiter and making her remember who I was and that they rejected me initially. Um, and then eventually got back in touch with her and the timing worked out, they were hiring and they liked that I had gotten experience first in consulting. And I think I was a little bit more skilled in talking about work and experiences at that point which I credit to consulting and yeah. that it, that was then able to open doors later on for me to actually get hired by Google. But um, I was young and it was a, a long time ago. So it's not something I focus on a lot and I'm, I'm grateful they didn't hire me right out because <laughs> I do really appreciate that year of consulting, but that was probably my first setback just in the working world of 
having to do things that you don't expect and get rejection and then kind of figure out how to use it to your advantage. Yeah, it, it really is how you respond. Uh, you, you not only are a sports fan, but it sounds like you're pretty damn competitive. Uh, yeah. And the fact that the, <laughs> they, they rejected you and you were like, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm follow up with you until uh, you let me in the door. So that's she, really cool. She said, keep in touch. And I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but sometimes people take it as like a pleasantry. You're like, oh, oh no, you're gonna hear from me. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So as I mentioned earlier, like, so you're, you're working at YouTube, um, and you know, in a few weeks you'll be working at, at Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. but with all that being said, like what does success mean to you? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I think it, there's a few different layers to that question. So what it means to me, um, par- partially is how happy I am on a day-to-day and how motivated I am on a day-to-day. So if I'm in a role and it has not a crazy substantial impact at the time being, but I I see the long-term goal or I am feeling motivated on a day-to-day and I'm passionate about something and I'm happy truly in what I'm doing, that to me is success because I think thinking about like the in the moment day to day can sometimes drive longer term impact more so than thinking about how you can have a larger impact from the get go. I'm kind of talking in circles here, but basically (laughs) what I'm saying is I like to think about the present and the day to day and how I'm feeling right now and help that drive towards success in the long run, instead of thinking about, you know, how can I achieve this really large mission at the end? So success to me is checking in with myself on a day to day and making sure that I am still motivated, that I am happy with what I'm doing and that I'm having some sort of positive impact in the role that I have. And that's one answer. Um, The second part of it would be if I'm having a positive impact on the people around me too. So not only just for myself and for the role, but if what I'm doing translates into something good for people around me. I think that's that's another la- layer of success that I look for in my own day to day. Because if that's not the case, then you know what am I doing? I could be doing something that brings a ton of revenue to some sort of company, but if it's not having any sort of social positive impact on the world, then I don't know that, that I see that as fully successful. That's awesome. Uh, I was not expecting that answer. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but I think. Um, that's really cool. Cause you know, the reason why I asked is because like, you're starting to, you're now building up this, um, this resume of like all the top notch companies. And so you never know, like, it's always interesting to hear like somebody's version of success. Like, doesn't mean, yeah, just continue to work for the, the best of the best companies and get visibility and be in front facing and be the woman or whatever it may be. But, um, I like the, the, the caveat about, you know, does it have some type of impact? Um, I think more and more people are trying to be more aware of that instead of just like that bottom line revenue, like like what what, what am I doing to help uh, the next person um, succeed as well? So I think that's really yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um, so the last tough question I'm gonna ask you is, okay. like what do, you, what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah, yeah, that's a, okay. So this is gonna tie into what I was saying in the last answer too. Because for me, and I've thought I've gone my whole career to date thinking this way, 
I don't like thinking about like the dream goal or the the dream job or the end and where I see myself because I just I'm, I'm not someone that has that long-term vision I think I'm more someone that likes to plan as I go mm-hmm. and so I'm in a role I see that there's certain things I really love I see there's certain things I don't love as much how can I do more of what I love and how can I take that next step that's going to get me closer to whatever I've realized right now and to me as I take these steps, like that's going to get me to whatever legacy that I, I leave in this world. If I think about, if I have to plan right now, like what my legacy will be, I just don't have enough of a sense to think that far out. Yeah. So I like to take it kind of one job at a time, one step at a time, and just check back in with myself and make sure what I'm doing, again, makes me happy, motivates me, has some sort of positive impact on the people around me. And that is taking me closer to whatever that next step wants to be. So it's not really an answer to your question, but no, it's a little it bit of a pivot to, to share just how I think about my career progression and my day-to-day. And it's less, less about that end goal and more about what I'm doing to get me one step closer to being happier. Yeah, no, no, you're you're pivoting like a, a true sports player. <laughs> like, so I, I, I love it. <laughs> my, my year of consulting is coming out. My <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking in circles, not really giving you the no, 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 it's not there's no there is no right answer to that. I think yeah, what you say makes complete sense. I think a lot of people always thinking about the long term thing, but you seem to be very, very present. Um, I wonder if it comes from, I saw you, you do some, some yoga. I, I see you maybe have a lot of uh, self-awareness, uh, <laughs> which I'm digging. I get it. I get it. It's, I mean, it's taken time to get here, but yeah, I, I think yoga has definitely helped with that. Yeah. I have to ask too, like, what, what was it like, or what, what has it been like uh, being a woman in tech? I know the, especially like the numbers um, speak for themselves in terms of like the lack of women in, in leadership at some of these major companies and um, just curious. Well, I guess the CEO of YouTube is is a woman, but I'm just curious yeah. from you, like what what, it, what has it been like throughout your career? I would say up until entering the sports space, it wasn't that prevalent because a lot of the roles that I had been doing was surrounded by really incredible women who were all leaders in the field, like in HR, in just partnerships in general. Um, and so I never really thought about being a woman in tech or how, how, you know, there were challenges there or what negative effects that that might provide in my day to day. It has been a little bit more present in the sports space, just because add another layer onto tech and sports. That's another thing where just women are less represented. Um, I think I'm lucky I'll start with because I'm surrounded by mentors and people who are like the smartest people I've ever met. And they've just been able to guide me and give me the space to build confidence and build knowledge so that when I come to a room, I feel like I can play with anyone who's in there. Uh, But it also takes a lot of effort. So I probably do a lot more work on research and making sure I know everything that's happening so that I'm never in a position to not know the answer or come across like I didn't do my homework. And I think I have to do that a little bit more than maybe someone who's not a woman or someone who's not um, someone who's underrepresented in the field because that one time you make a mistake someone then says see this is why or thinks that to themselves so I think 
it, it does require myself and other women and other you know people of color and whoever to work harder and make sure that you're doing your due diligence to show up and and be as capable as possible which at times can be frustrating but yeah. i think it also makes me stronger and helps motivate me to you know show people who doubt me that like you said i'm competitive show them that i know more than they know about <laughs> some things <laughs> but no just just show up with confidence and and do my job well and um build the respect I love that. I love that. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Everything you said is like completely on point um, yeah. as a uh, as a woman, but then like it translates to people of color as well. Um, that preparedness um, that we continue to have to show, but um, it's all valid. And uh, I'm happy that it's it's resulted in you um, having some really dope opportunities. Um, so I look forward to continuing to see your success for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's jump to the lightning round real quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna throw some curveballs at you. Okay, so on I'll Twitter, try, try my best. <laughs> so so on Twitter, it says that you're a fan of a playoff football team. So not my New York Jets. Mm, absolutely not. I am a diehard Browns fan, and we made it to the playoffs last year, and I will live forever in happiness just knowing that. But this year, just you wait, we're ready. We're coming back. We've got a defensive line that's about to kick people. I'm not going to swear on this. I don't know if you can. <laughs> you can. We've got, yeah, a, def- can. We've got a defensive can. line that is phenomenal. And yes, everyone can just wait until the end of the season. We'll see what happens. Brown's going to whoop that ass. Okay. All right. We, we'll, we'll, we'll let that ride. Uh, if you could have a dinner party and you could invite anyone you'd like, who would you invite and why? Hmm. How many people do I get to invite? Do I have a limit? Let's make it a small dinner. So we'll say up to three. Three. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go for, this is going to be a women's only dinner just because they got to support women. Um, And I'm going Doris Burke for sure. Hands down. She's my first choice. I want to know everything about that woman. She's like one of my favorite people, probably my idol in terms of just like careers and people in general one of the best sports analysts too always is on point with her game seriously um my second choice would be phoebe waller bridge who i'm obsessed with she is the writer and creator fleabag she also uh, wrote for killing eve she wrote crashing she's done a lot of amazing things you've probably seen her she's gotten a lot of awards recently Mm -hmm. but she uh she's phenomenal she's done amazing work she's really funny she's really smart and i would love to learn more about her and i think my last choice would be probably Issa ray actually great one because let's tie it back to youtube Issa ray started out on youtube we could bond over the youtube Mm -hmm. could ask her some questions maybe get to know who her partner manager was at the time where she had her series Um, and I, I'm obsessed with everything, everything she makes. I think she's just phenomenal, smart, talented, funny. So it would be an amazing dinner. Honestly, that would be a great dinner party. No facts. I mean, if you guys need a bartender, (laughs) just let me know. Um, I make a mean, uh, espresso martini and that's all I got. Uh, (laughs) um, 
so you know with the pandemic you know we've kind of had to hit a pause a bit um so like what have you been able to tap into during this time yeah well i'll take it back to when you brought up my yoga before i think that's been um that's been probably the the thing that's kept me most sane during this pandemic um i started i actually started my yoga teacher training before the pandemic and then I officially got certified during the pandemic. So it ended virtually. And then since that point, I've been for fun, just doing online classes for friends and family. And it's got, it's given me a hobby outside of my work, outside of seeing, you know, the small people in my pod and um, let my brain exercise, let my body exercise, give me like the space to be a little bit more present. And that has been a saving grace, I would say, throughout the pandemic. That's dope. I have to ask, yeah. like, what does it take to get certified? And how often are you doing these classes? So it takes, it's a 200 hour yoga teacher certification through Yoga Alliance. So it's 200 hours of training. You take it normally in person, but through COVID, a lot of it's shifted online. And um, then you have to take a test at the end, pass the test, and then you get your certification. Um, and I teach online. I used to teach online weekly. I'm figuring out a new schedule right now because everyone with vaccines and with all this other stuff, people are trying to do more in-person workouts and virtual is a little bit harder to get people. So um, stay tuned on that one because I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in SoCal, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's dope. Um, the final question is the question I always ask is like, what is a music lyric or a movie line that you live by? Yes, so I will use a quote. Um, let me just make sure I get every word because it's a longer one. Go ahead, go ahead, uh, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> it's from it's from the movie Garden State. Have you seen Garden State? I have not, but I'll check it out though. But, yeah, it's like an old school indie film. If you ask people, a lot of people, love this movie it's a it's a universally loved movie and they've got a great <laughs> soundtrack it's it's great but there's one quote in it that I think brings me so much joy so I'm going to read it to you um the quote is do you know what I do when I feel completely unoriginal I make a noise or I do something that no one has ever done before and then I can feel unique again even if it's only for a second which I love I love, I love that. that quote I love that. Because it's often, I think, personally hard to feel unique and feel different and do something that makes you, gives you energy, makes you feel special. And that quote's just like, it's so simple. But if you do something really small, you're the only person doing that really small thing in this entire world. That's a crazy thought. And it makes me smile. So I like that. I love it. I love it. I value uniqueness and, you know, stepping yeah. outside your comfort zone, do something uh, a little quirky here and there. So Exactly. Um, I love that. And that's, that's one of the, actually it's one of the most, uh, usually the music lyric lines are uh, from like a Jay-Z or like a Kanye or something like that. So yeah. I'm glad you added some variety uh, to, to the go, mix in this. You know, I was going to go Beyonce, a Beyonce quote or something, but I was I can like, see it. let me, let me <laughs> go a little deeper than that. <laughs> so I'm going to check out the movie, you said Garden State, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll check it out. I'm putting it in the queue. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, we have concluded the show. But if you have any parting words, Jess, anything to share with the people, mm. here you are. The top, the floor is yours. The 
floor is mine. My parting words. Um, I think I said it a bunch already today, but for me, I'm feeling I'm in a particularly nostalgic and grateful place right now with this being my last week at YouTube and kind of taking on a new adventure. I think I'm feeling very reflective. I'm feeling very lucky and just grateful to be surrounded by such amazing, smart, talented people in my life. And I think my parting words are look for to those around you and make sure that what you're choosing in your life, who you're surrounding yourself with are, are people that you trust and love and help foster your development and, and mentor you and, and that you're providing that to them too. But really having the right people in your court is like, it's a, it's a blessing. And it's one that I'm so grateful for, for my time at YouTube. I'm excited to build that my future at Spotify. And I think that's what helps me get from day to day, from career to career, just having people that are incredible around me, making me better. That's awesome. I'm glad you're in this re reflective uh, phase. Yeah. It's always good, especially I'm, 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 I'm in, in that same feels. process. <laughs> you're in your feels like Drake. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I dig it. Um, I'm kind of in that same phase right now. I, I head out to Nike yeah. in about a month and a half. So trying nice. to take this time to to feed into that, feed into my Drake feel. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll come back to you with what I, what I come with. Please. <laughs> Please. With that being said, thank you so much, Jess, again for your time. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to seeing your successes over at Spotify. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun chatting. Thanks All for right. the time. Yeah, take care. Okay, bye.